presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Cougars basketball is on the air. Up high to Robinson, pull, fire, score! For three! Action Jackson! This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Getting you ready for BYU versus Kansas State. Here's your host, Ben Bagley. Rise and shine. Good morning, BYU basketball fans, and welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It is another Saturday matinee, this time in Manhattan, Kansas, as the 25th-ranked BYU Cougars look to make it the second season sweep against a conference foe this season, the first being against UCF, the Wildcats of Kansas State. They're up next for BYU. The Wildcats, for their part, started the conference season off hot, winning four of their first five. But since then, Coach Jerome Tang's squad has fallen on hard times. They've lost seven of their last eight games. However, in true Big 12 fashion, their one win in their last eight games was against fourth-ranked Kansas. So, like every other team in this conference, they are not to be taken lightly. Just two weeks ago in Provo, the Cougars beat the Wildcats at the Marriott Center, 72-66, to with five guys for the Cougars scoring in double figures. Fusini Traore led the team with 14. Jackson Robinson and Spencer Johnson both pitched in 12 points apiece in the win. Arthur Kaluma for Kansas State had 18 points and eight boards to lead the Wildcats with Cam Carter scoring 14 points and grabbing six boards. In that game, BYU big Ali Khalifa had eight points and six rebounds. But on Saturday against Baylor, Khalifa was the talk of many, including Scott Van Pelt and Stanford Steve on SportsCenter afterwards the game, in which Stanford Steve called Khalifa his favorite player in all of college basketball. Khalifa earned it, scoring 14 points, dishing out seven assists, and also grabbing seven boards in that win over Baylor. I got a chance to sit down with Ali Khalifa earlier this week for today's pregame conversation. I began asking him about that Baylor game, saying that even though it was a tight and very competitive game, it looked like he and the team were having a lot of fun out there on the floor. And I asked him, how much fun are you and this team having right now? Personally, I'm having fun, obviously be competing at the highest level in the Big 12 against really good teams. You can't get better than that and be able to compete with them as well. And having a winning record in the Big 12 is just it's just fun. But I'm, as a team, like obviously we just came off of a bad loss on the weekend to a very good Oklahoma State team. And we were all just locked in before the game. We were so locked in on the defensive side especially. And we didn't really think about like having fun especially. We just wanted to just get better and I feel like we kind of enjoyed the journey a little bit on Monday. We had a great practice. We were having fun in practice, and then it translated to Tuesday that you can even see us on the court smiling and stuff. And I think it's just being great just to play against. I never imagined like myself to play against Baylor at home and be able to compete with them and beat them while having a great game. Like That's why I feel like I was smiling on the court a lot. I was laughing. I was just having fun living in the moment, and I feel like that's all my team has felt as well. So. How much different is it for you guys when you're playing a game, but you're also, like, against Baylor, having that fun as opposed to the grind of a game where things aren't going right and stuff like that? You have to grind through a game. But, like, Baylor, it was a, it was a tough game, but the fun factor was there. Yeah, it was, we always remember, like, whenever we get in the huddle before the game, I always say, hey, let's have fun. Like, we might never be this group be together again. Just 
Mary Spencer is obviously graduating and stuff, and we'll just have fun with it, playing at the highest level against number 11 best team in the country, and be able to show the world that we belong here and that we compete against them, and we have the upper hand that we're winning. And it's just like stuff goes sideways. We just need to remember the little stuff, like Coach says. And whenever we get in the huddle, I always remind them, hey, let's have fun with this. Let's not make it so stressful. Let's just have fun with playing basketball. We're here to to, to win and have fun. And and yeah, that's how we just get over it, just by communicating with each other. You you mentioned it, and the world is paying attention. I think after the Baylor game, I saw a tweet from John Rostein that said Ali Khalifa is going to be an NCAA darling on SportsCenter that night after the game. Stanford Steve's like Ali Khalifa, my favorite player in college basketball. When people, when national guys like that are saying stuff about you personally, are you hearing it, or do you care? I mean, I don't really care. Obviously, I appreciate that. Um they say this stuff about me and be able to show my... That's why I came here for, just show my talent uh, at the highest level to be able people recognize my game. And it's just good that now it's coming to reality that people like them talking about me. And I didn't really say, hear the one that he said about me, that I'm his favorite player, and I appreciate that a lot. But I saw the tweet, obviously. Uh, he said I play like a like an old man game. That was, that was kind of funny. But, um, but yeah, I'm, not, I'm paying attention a little bit, but I don't really, like care what, what they say but I appreciate that they're talking highly of me and yeah uh, to be fair Rostin mentioned the old man game as a compliment a huge compliment for you like, a lot of people have described your game I mean you've caught, you get the Jokic stuff you get all these other stuff like well, how would you describe your game I just um, a pass first uh, seven foot point guard that's how I would say <laughs> um, I always talk I'll talk to Dallin about it that uh, I'm the point guard not you not him and it's kind of funny we always like uh, talk about it um, but yeah just a team guy high IQ player try to do the right stuff um, try to get in the best shape to be able to compete at this level and yeah just I want to see my teammates happy and I think by making shots and giving them the ball to make shots and get them open I think that's I accomplished what I need to do so for me granted I'm from a different generation but your game to me reminds me of a guy named Arvidas Sabonis. I don't know. Do you know who Arvidas Sabonis is? Yeah, that's uh, Sabonis' father, right? Yeah, Devon's yeah. yeah. He was a big guy, great passing, and then something you said, high basketball IQ, knew how to make a team run when he played here in Portland. We, and as American basketball fans, we only got to see the tail end of his career, but it was still great. Is there guys you look at outside of, like, the Jokic and stuff that you're – even old school, new school, that you're like, hey, I, I watch and I learn from these guys? Um like I, like you said, obviously, um, Jokic and um, I watched a lot. Of, I watched a lot of growing up. Uh, Bloody Divox, Divox game. Um, I always watch the unathletic bigs and see how they uh, how they function on the court. Because I will never be the most athletic guy on the court, and I need to be smart enough to be in the right positions when stuff happens. How to like be strong enough to hold the athletic guys out and take their space? Because all them athletic guys just need some space to be able to jump over you. But if I'm smart enough to beat them to the spot, especially defensively, and um, obviously that's that's my key, and that's how I'm going to be successful in my career. But like I said, play Divac, Jokic, watched a little Dirk Nowitzki growing up. Obviously, he was a little a little better shooter than me. But um, yeah, that's the guys I mainly watch. Obviously, bonus as well, and um, yeah, mostly the European style bigs, and see how they see the court and stuff like that. So. 
I want to see the I want to see the next game. You with the fallback knee raise of Dirk with the jump shot. We gonna see that soon? It's gonna happen soon. Hopefully, yeah. I'm gonna talk to coach about it. Just don't want to surprise him. But um, I never tried it in the game to be honest. But I always just watched Dirk growing up because I liked the shot. Because in Egypt, there's not a lot of bigs who can shoot, and I was the only one that's just knocking threes down. So whenever I watched the NBA, I was like, oh, that's like Dirk Nowitzki, the only player who can do that. And I started watching. I, I watched a little bit of. Uh, uh, Tim Duncan toward the end of his career. That's how I learned my pivot from whenever I pivot and hold the defender to get the good pass, like the, the late pass, and uh, a little bit of Diaw as well. Yeah, there's some people like that I learned from, but uh, that's just growing up in 2012, 2013, just to be able to get a hold of my game growing up. So. Let's talk about this game this weekend, Kansas State. You, know, you got, This will be the first time or first time in conference you get a chance to sweep a team in conference play. What do you remember from that first game against Kansas State here at the Marriott Center? I remember that um, we kind of got, got comfortable toward the end, that we were up 15-16 and then it became a one-possession game. So they're a really good team. They have really good guards that they can score the ball. Tyler Perry, obviously, um, been playing him for the past two years, so he... He is really good, and they are very thirsty for a win. They haven't won since they beat Kansas. They're really good at home. They have a really good crowd and very well coached. They made the Elite Eight last year, obviously. Um, they just we got to do what we do, just be the aggressor, like Coach says, and and attack first and be on our toes like we did last game, and that's how we're going to come up with the win this weekend. Our thanks to Ali Khalifa for joining us for the pregame conversation. It's interesting li- listening to his co- his comps for himself, talking about how he watched all the unathletic big men. Uh, I would I would argue that yeah, he may look uh, and he may pattern himself after quote unquote unathletic big men, but those big men were in the NBA for a reason. So uh, Ali also putting himself right there with them and being able to play his game at a level that few can uh, match. It's just a different kind of game to watch. It's very enjoyable. I think he's won the heart of Cougar Nation. Coming up next, we'll head to the we'll head out to Manhattan, Kansas, for a courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Ben Bagley with more Mountain America Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. And welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And now it's time, one of my favorite times every week, when I get to go courtside with Mark Durant, as Mark is in the Little Apple. And we'll start, Mark. What is your apple of choice? Uh, uh, um, not a real apple connoisseur. I guess the Granny Smith because that's the only name I can think of. A red delicious. <laughs> Maybe I do more. I know more about apples than I thought. But I do. I do like. I would have to admit, I like this Manhattan better than the real Manhattan. To be honest with you, it's, it's quite nice here. The little apple's a nice place to be. Well, let's let's see if it's going to be nice to the Cougars today. BYU coming in on a big uh, a big win against at home against Baylor after a couple games where they really struggled. They looked really good against Baylor. So what can we expect from this team today as they're in Manhattan to take on uh, Kansas State? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I, I'm hopeful that we'll see more of what we saw against Baylor. You know, obviously it hurts to lose, and you'd like to learn lessons while winning, but 
lessons really stick to you when you lose. And I think there was some real heart-to-hearts with some of the guys and, and what this the coaching staff expected of them and, and how they need to play, uh, especially defensively. And uh, I think they took those lessons to heart, those conversations to heart, played one of their best defensive games Saturday uh, against, excuse me, uh, Tuesday against a really good Baylor team. And and I'm hoping that that will continue. And and sometimes when you when you lose on the road like that and then you have another game on the road, so that, that's pretty fresh for them, obviously. And and so I'm, I'm hoping. I'm very hopeful. But th- this team has been a little bit up and down, but it's what you expect in the Big 12. I mean, there, there's good teams, and it's hard to win every game, um, obviously. And so I'm, I'm just hoping you what, – what I'm really hoping for today, win or lose, is just a little bit better defensive effort and uh, just come out and, and shoot the ball a little bit better from the three-point line. I mean, that's, that's been BYU's bread and butter all year is shooting a lot from three, shooting a good percentage, and then playing some pretty good defense. And that, that's a great formula for wins, and when they do it, they win, and, and when they don't, they don't. Uh, one thing I'm looking forward to today, and I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, is you mentioned the bit the Baylor game was one of BYU's best defensive games of the season, and I agree 100% with you on that. It seems like this team, when they play, they don't even need to play great defense, but when they play good defense, where the rotations are there, where they're able to kind of shut down a few guys and do a, do a really good job defensively and, and, and to partner with that on the boards as well, that this team, that's where they're playing their best. It's not whether they're making threes or not, because we've seen this team kind of adjust and where they've been able to drive at times when threes aren't, aren't going down. But on the defensive end, when the effort's there and they're playing good defense, this team is really, really good. Yeah, I, I absolutely. And I think the defense can can key good offense in a lot of respects. It gets you out in transition and you get you open looks. But there, there was one play late in the game. It was tight against Baylor. And I, I think it was Jackson Robinson going against kind of their, their lottery, lottery pick guy at Baylor. And he was trying to get a shot. And Jackson was staying in front of him. He got frustrated. Then he got a screen and he switched to Richie. He thought, well, I'll take Richie then, and Richie played great defense, and he finally shot it, and Richie blocked the shot. I mean, that, that that's against a, an NBA guy, and those two guys both did an excellent job d- defending him. And the point of that is to say that B- B- BYU's good defensively when they're really dialed in on containment on the dribble penetration, one-on-one. So if you can get away with guarding guys with one guy and not have to help, that's huge and so if you can do your job and keep in front of your guy and not let him get to the rim which if he does get in in the rim obviously you have a big guy that has to come help and then in order to guard the the guy that 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 left to help you someone from the wing has to come down to the the blocks and get in the passing lane on the big man and and so then then you've got a a, a three-point shooter open and you're behind defensively and good teams will really take advantage of that when when you have to help on a dribble penetration so to the extent that BYU can do that. And I think they've got really good uh, defenders. I think Jackson Robinson, when he is focused, is a tremendous on-ball defender. Uh, Trevin Nell is sneaky, tough, and physical. Uh, Spencer Johnson, obviously, is a great defender. Richie brings a lot of energy. So I think when they're really concentrating on it and focused on it and dialed in defensively, they can be very good. But if if you come out and you're got, if you're getting beat and then you're having to help and then and, and get like like at Oklahoma State, that you know they. BYU would get behind, and, and all of a sudden Oklahoma State has some open threes, and they get hot, and they're feeling like it's their night, and then, and then the momentum goes their way. They can get out of hand, so you really have to take care of business on the defensive end. 
Two guys that I like have really impressed me this season defensively, and I feel like they kind of are the litmus test for the de Cougar defense. You mentioned one of them, Richie Saunders. I think he's just the energizer bunny out there coming off the bench, and when he comes in, I'd put him uh, against anyone on the, on the opposing team because he's going to give you everything he's got out there defensively. But a guy who, I, if, if I would have told you this was the guy last year, you would have laughed in my face, but Noah Waterman has been a key to this Cougar defense, not just not just out on the perimeter as a big man being able to guard out there, but there's been multiple times where you see him, as you talked about, helping in rotations. He's helping off, off of his guy or also helping the helper and playing a really nice job, doing a really great job defensively for that starting unit. Well, you talk about you know, guys on offense that can score any spot on the floor. Well, you have certain guys on defense that can guard any spot on the floor. And what, what a great luxury that is. He can guard the five. He can guard the point guard. And he's quick enough. And and, and because he's so tall, he can recover and be in, in the shooter's face. And if you have a 6'11 guy on the perimeter, it, it's hard to get open looks from three because they can cover a lot of ground, the wingspan, and, and you think you have an open shot, you don't. So if you have a guy like Noah that is that tall but still so mobile, has good lateral speed, and and this year, uh, you know, what a transformation for him. He's just been so good this year. Uh, you know, a little bit up and down from the three-point line, but he, he's just a great rebounder, plays hard, plays good defense. You can tell when he's not on the floor. It makes a difference. He's a difference maker on defense. And so, yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I, I listed all those good defenders, and probably the best uh, you rightly so bring up is Noah Waterman. He may be the best defender out there for BYU just because of the versatil versatility he brings. Looking at this game tonight, BYU with a chance to get their second conference sweep of the season against Kansas State, this time on the road. They got it done in Provo just two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago today. Uh, what, what are you looking for early from BYU that are good signs for things to come for the rest of the afternoon? Well, BYU's got to shoot the ball well from three. Kansas State at the top in conference play in three-point defense, but they're at the bottom in three-point made. So I, I, I think this game will come down. Uh, to three-point shooting. What you don't want to have happen, like at Oklahoma State, is, and they weren't a particularly good three-point shooting team, but they came out and they got some open looks and got hot. And in Kansas State, the last three games, has shot about 21% from the three. And you don't want this to be the game where they kind of figure it out and get hot. So three-point defense and three-point shooting, uh, er, especially early, you don't want to dig yourself a hole like you did against Oklahoma State. BYU has been really good this year on the road at coming out and, and starting well. They did not do that against Oklahoma State. So the first five minutes will probably be very telling if BYU can have a little bit of a lead and Kansas State is not going to have their good three-point shooting night. Well, Mark, uh, you and I were talking before we came on the air about uh, how BYU may have broke Baylor as they went into half down 41-25 at home against number two, Houston. Uh, the Bears have opened the second half on a 10-0 run. It's now 41-35 in a TV timeout. So th there's the run yeah. you were saying was going to come. The Big 12, man. You got to love. No lead is safe in the Big 12. <laughs> All right, Mark. I uh, look forward to hearing you and Greg on the call. Uh, well, let's go. We'll give you a break before we turn it over to you. Hey, thanks, Ben. See you. Thanks to Mark Durant in Manhattan, Kansas. He's hitting Greg Rebell. Get ready for the play-by-play -play of the game today. Uh, go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team 
you trust. After a quick timeout, we'll look at the tell of the tape for today's game and give you the latest of where the Cougars sit in the national rankings. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. With more Mountain America Cougar Pregame Live, here's Ben Bagley. And welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We're getting you ready for BYU at Kansas State in Little in the Little Apple at Manhattan, Kansas, to take on the Wildcats. Just a quick tell the tape. BYU comes in with a conference record of seven and six. Kansas State five and eight overall records. BYU nineteen and seven with Kansas State at fifteen and eleven. BYU twenty fifth in the AP poll, not ranked as Kansas net rankings. BYU eleven, Kansas State seventy six. That's an important number because as of right now. This would be a quad two game for the Cougars as that break break breaking point between quad one and quad two is 76 to 135 on the road is a quad two game. They're right there in just barely in that quad two range. Ken Palm, BYU 15, Kansas State 72, and the current bracketology has BYU as a six seed in the NCAA tournament. Coming up next, we'll send you to the Marriott Center for the Cougars. For the Cougar Regame Coaches Show with Gregor Bell, you're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Zions Bank, for 150 years of helping you succeed, Zions Bank is for you. Let's take you courtside and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good morning, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Bramlage Coliseum in Manhattan, Kansas. As the 25th-ranked BYU Cougars visit Kansas State for the first time in more than 50 years. But it's also the Cougars and Wildcats for the second time. In just two weeks, BYU won the first meeting at the Marriott Center, prevailing 72-66 back on February 10th. I'm your play-by-play presenter, Greg Rubel. With me is my 27-season broadcast partner, Mark Durant. It was one week ago that BYU came on the road and uh, took on a lower-tier Big 12 team in Stillwater. But Oklahoma State led wire to wire and sent BYU home with a double-digit loss. The Cougs then turned around and beat number 11, Baylor, just three days later in Provo. So, Mark, I think both of those games, the loss last Saturday and the win on Tuesday, should combine to help BYU as the Cougs take on K-State here today. Well, certainly wasn't pleasant at the time, but I think you're right with respect to this game. I think that Oklahoma State game will really help BYU. Knows what it takes to win on the road and how teams will be ready to go. Early game too. Early game and all all that, the travel and all that. I think they made some adjustments, and it also kind of humbled the team a little bit. I think there was some heart-to-heart conversations that went on uh, with some of the players and you could see the increased effort and how well they responded to that against Baylor and and then the Baylor game will give them a lot of confidence offensively particularly I think Greg from the three-point line this team is a three-point shooting team they need to shoot the ball well and I think Trevin had his best game the other night it looks looks finally I talked to his dad last night and finally kind of feeling himself and so that's big obviously Jackson Robinson shooting well 
Those, if you're a three-point shooting team, you need to have your best three-point shooters shooter shooting well, and those two guys are your best. And so if they can shoot well, you play better defense, the guys stepping up, and, and with the lessons they've learned, hopefully it'll be a different result here today in Manhattan. All right, those are the words of Mark Durant coming up. The words of Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Manhattan, Kansas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as we return to the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Here's Greg Rubel. Coming to you from Bramlage Coliseum in Manhattan, Kansas, this 11,000-seat venue opened in 1988. So it's BYU's first ever visit to this venue. BYU's last game in Manhattan came back in 1973 at Old Ahern Fieldhouse. BYU comes into today's game at 19-7 and overall, 7-6 and in Big 12 play. K-State 15-11, and 5-8 in league. BYU today plays for the season sweep of the Wildcats, which would be a significant step toward locking down a top-10 finish and first-round bye at the conference tournament. Time now to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope. Our conversation presented by Zions Bank. For 150 years, Zions Bank has been serving the communities where you live, work, and play for financial experience you can count on for the next 150 years. Zions Bank is for you. And today, Coach Pope talks about Kansas State's defensive prowess that is keeping the Wildcats in every game, even if they're not winning most of them. You know, I mean, you, you wouldn't think of a top defensive team in this league uh, losing seven out of eight, but but that's what they are, and they're so explosive. And it's the crazy thing about this league, man. You can play great basketball and lose. That's what's so incredible about this league is, like, you can go out in seven of those eight games. They probably played great in six of them, and they just lost because they're playing against great teams. And so uh, uh, really um, terrific team and played great at home, uh, you know, just recently beat Kansas at home. And so um, big challenge for us, and, and certainly uh, they hang their hat on the defensive end. What sticks out to you from your first meeting two weeks ago today? Um, yeah, uh, exactly that. They have unbelievable rim protection. They manage teams in transition defense. They guard the three really, really well uh, and um, are really tied together defensively. They'll try some different things uh, and and uh, change up defense from switching one through five to just switching ball screens to just, you know, to switching away from the ball. Uh, they'll, they'll bring two to the ball really hard. They'll throw some zone out there, so they change things up. You hope to make K-State pay uh, for their turnovers when they occur, and they occur at a pretty high rate. Yeah, um, that's been one of the things that has, has been uh, complicated for them is is just ball protection, and and, um, and so as aggressive as you can be against them and, and help instigate some some ball control issues, it's it's good for us. How much could both what you went through one week ago today plus what you went through on Tuesday, those games taken together, although one is a loss, one is a win, how could those maybe help your team in the approach to today's game? Well, hopefully you learn from every game, win or lose. And and I think our guys are um, dialed in. I think our guys are, you know, high IQ guys. I think our guys are really humble and excited to learn. And, you know, learning is a, you know... eh. When you're dealing with with trying to grow and learn, it's a little bit of a zigzag process. But our guys have been pretty good at digesting information. We hope that the, the, the exp- every experience we have will lend towards better results in the future. Same starting group for you, and that includes new father Spencer Johnson. How about that? 
Yeah, so Spence, uh, you know, had been up for I think forty-five straight hours and and <laughs> actually slept for a couple hours last night. So that was real positive for him. And and this is his first game as a dad. That's really special. Your thoughts about being in Bramlage Coliseum here? Yeah, great gym. Uh, you know, kind of legendary place. Um, you know, in a great basketball program in this league. So uh, we, you know, expect it to be a really great environment. Coach, thank you for the preview. We'll talk to you post game. Thanks, Chief. That's Mark Pope. Time now for the keys to the game. Brought to you by your local Ford stores. BYU basketball is built. Ford proud. Mark Durant, keys for BYU and K-State today. I think the three-point shot is the key today. And Kansas State, for them, they've shot 21% of the last three games from three. But they defended 28%. So I think there needs to be a 10 point, ten percentage point difference, whatever that is, from BYU ahead of Kansas State. And BYU needs to shoot ten, at least 10 more. So 10% better and 10 more. And if they do that, they'll win a day. Those are Mark Durant's keys to the game. As we go to break, we remind you to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Coming up next, live from the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic taste of BYU ice cream, now also in a convenient pint. Also brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Let's head live to the All-Pro Capital courtside seats alongside Mark Durant. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good morning once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back courtside inside Bramlage Coliseum here in Manhattan, Kansas for some Saturday matinee hoops. BYU at K-State for the second time in two weeks. Cougars enter the day tied for sixth in the Big 12. K-State tied for 10th. Wildcats have lost three in a row and seven of eight. First loss in that three-game slide came at the Marriott Center two Saturdays ago. This is the BYU Store Cougar tip-off show brought to you by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Grubel and Mark Durant with you for play-by-play and commentary. Studio host is Ben Bagley. Coordinating producer Terry South. Control board operators Seth Larson and beg your pardon, James Finlayson and Seth Larson. Maya Tippetts is our studio editor. Our BYU radio engineer is Barry Squires, and you are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, with a win on Tuesday, BYU improved to 19-7, and and that equals the Cougs' win total for all of last season when BYU went 19-15, and playing in the West Coast Conference a year later in the Big 12. BYU's on the verge of 20 wins and all but a lock for the NCAA tournament. Now, the proverb says... Iron sharpens iron. And there has to be an element to that mark this season for BYU because playing in the country's toughest basketball conference has made BYU a tougher basketball team. They really have gotten better game to game, and I thought it would take a couple years. I knew that they would rise to the level of competition eventually, but I'm surprised at how quickly they've done it, and it's a credit to them and the coaching staff. But you... you when uh, my my brother Devin obviously was a tremendous player and when he was growing up Greg he would go play with my brother Matt Matt was a good player but 
Matt was so much better than Devin because he was older that Matt never really got better because he wasn't playing against someone better than him. But Devin was playing against a really good player that was older than him, and so he got much, much better. And I think BYU, as they play against a high level of competition, will get better and better. And uh, I think the sky's the limit for this team. They've already shown that they belong and uh, compete at a high level and can win big games in this league. But I think because they're in this league, it's just going to get better and better for them. Well, there's already a high level of noise here at Bramlage Coliseum. <laughs> Coming up after the break, we'll hear from Kansas State assistant coach Yurik Malagi as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Bramlage Coliseum here in Manhattan, Kansas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show as we get you set to enjoy BYU in Kansas State. Coming your way from Bramlage Coliseum, the Wildcats averaging just over 10,000 fans overall and in conference games this season as well. Uh, K-State coming in with a home record of 12-3. A month ago, K-State was 4-1 and and leading the Big 12 Conference. But life comes at you fast in this league. And a few short weeks later, the Wildcats have lost 7 of 8. Three games under 500 now in league and are trying to avoid having to play an opening round game at the Big 12 tournament in two and a half weeks. K-State's only win in the last eight games was a good one at home in overtime over rival Kansas. But since that win, three straight losses, including one to BYU two weeks ago today. But the three losses are by 6, 3, and 6 points. So... Assistant coach Yurik Malagy tells me that K-State feels like it's right there in the search for success. We certainly feel like it, you know, and just trying to identify those things maybe uh, offensively or defensively that can maybe help us get over the hump. Um, so just working really hard as a staff. I, I feel like our guys are working hard. They're giving us the type of effort um, that's allowing us to to be in the game, just working as a group in terms of the coaching staff and figure out, you know, one of the two things that, like I said, we can do either offensively or defensively to try to be the difference in these one possession games. What did you like about what you got out of your guys in Provo? Yeah, I, I think it's our effort, you know. Um, I thought our effort was one that was good enough uh, to win. Just trying to minimize on mental mistakes, self-inflicted wounds. Um, and it's kind of been... Uh, the tail and and some of our losses, uh, especially these these one possession games, and so uh, just trying to have even more you know or, or better attention to detail um, and just just laser focus on some things. Great resiliency in that game, though, from your team down seventeen second half. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's really hard to do. Is it, obviously the environment there, at Provo was, was was tough. We knew it'd be one. Uh, that's arguably one of the best in the Big 12 and just um, proud of our guys' effort. Obviously disappointed that we weren't able to to come up with the win, um, but, you know, a ton of respect uh, for Coach Pope and his coaching staff and, and, and a great team there. What did you think of BYU going to Stillwater, taking an L, giving up a lot of points, and then coming right back and then beating a good Baylor team their next time out? The life in the Big 12, uh, no surprise. I mean, when you – so hard. I think Coach Sampson said it in one of the games, maybe halftime of the University of Texas game, but uh, there's no upsets in this league on the road. Really hard environments, a lot of really good coaches, great players. Um, anybody that knows anything about the Big 12 and has really followed this league understands how hard it is to 
to win in this league. So n- nothing more than that. Just just Big Twelve basketball. No no surprise. What's uh, outlook for the stretch run for you guys? What do you want to see get done here in the next couple of weeks? Obviously, the the goal is to to advance to the NCAA tournament. Um, and so uh, there's always a team every year that is in our exact same situation, five and nine, six and eight, whatever the case is, needs to, you know, probably win their next, you know, three out of five, four out of, you know, the next five, whatever it is, you know, win a a game or two or, you know, win the conference tournament, whatever the case is, that's a team that's going to get hot. There's a power five team, maybe two, they're going to get hot. Every year it happens in college basketball. Um, and then for us, you know, why why not us? You know, that 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 could easily be us. And so we have everything that can to make that happen. And so that's our focus. It's just one game at a time, one game seasons. Uh we've got coaches, uh, starting with Coach Tang, myself, we've got players uh that have been in this situation before. And so, you know, it's just uh you know, trying to see if we can get it done again. Well, excited to be in Bramlage for this one. And uh thank you as always for the time and we look forward to seeing you in Kansas City. Thank you, Coach. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you, G. All right, that's K-State assistant coach Eric Malagy. BYU fans, if you've had any cars on the injured reserve list, Doug Smith-Kia has some promising new prospects on their lot in American Fork. To see the full scouting report, visit DougSmithKia.com. More of the BYU Store Cougar tip-off show after this. Live from Manhattan, Kansas, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant, courtside, Bramlage Coliseum here at K-State. BYU looking to go two games above 500 in league for the first time and also looking for a second regular season sweep of a Big 12 opponent. BYU's already taken both games from UCF. Today starts BYU's third and final set of back-to-back away games in league. And the Cougs have already split the first two. BYU followed up a loss at Baylor with a win at UCF, then followed up a win at West Virginia with a loss at Oklahoma. Mark, since BYU next plays Tuesday at Kansas, a Kansas team that has yet to lose a home game this year, today's game becomes even more vital. I'm getting more and more comfortable that BYU is in the NCAA tournament, but it's games in February that can determine your realistic shot of winning a couple games in March. And so this is a big opportunity, a game that BYU can win. And considering Kansas, Iowa State on the road, those are probably losses for you. Uh, But if you get this game and the home games, you're going to get a nice, nice seed in not only the conference tournament, but the NCAA tournament. So this is a big game for me tonight. All right, final word before tip-off coming up after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Here's Greg Grubel. All right, getting you set for tip-off here. BYU and K-State. Two weeks ago today, Mark, BYU beats K-State. They win a game, but they win it by six. But they won the points off of turnovers category by nine, 14 to five. K-State is 340th nationally in turnovers per game. If BYU can make K-State pay for its mistakes, the Cougars may have that kind of edge they need to win another one. 
That was a little bit of an ugly game. BYU didn't shoot the ball well from the free throw line, but did just enough to win. I think they'll have to play much better to get a win here to this afternoon. All right, tip off of BYU and K-State. Starting lineups coming up after this. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.